You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Hope you're enjoying the odors of a good meal on Thursday morning and gearing up for football on the holiday. In today's show, we've got surprisingly good news on a Texan player that we weren't expecting to see again this year. Plus, our NFL expert and fantasy guru, Andy Rio, stops by for his weekly wisdom on the Texans and the week's best matchups with a little bit of a holiday theme. Welcome aboard, everybody. I'm Robert Land from the Houston Sports Talk Podcast. My co-host, Brian Patterson, taking the day off. Thanks for diving into your best daily source of Texans news, views, and interviews. And if you missed the note on Wednesday, the Texans have designated linebacker Dylan Cole for return for, from injured reserve, basically opening the three-week window to, to determine if he will be activated. So maybe we'll see a Festivus miracle soon, and Cole will be back, maybe. Uh, if you're wondering about Zach Fulton and Senio Calamete and their return from injuries Sunday, well, it continues to be up in the air and likely a game-time decision for Monday night. So... We're saying there's a chance. Time to bring in Andy Rio for Fantasy Takes and NFL Insights. As always, and Andy brings two decades of experience writing for fantasy publications and websites. You'll find his weekly article on our website, LockedOnTexans.com. And for sure, I'm thankful this holiday season to have Andy as a friend now for about a quarter of a century, Andy. Happy Thanksgiving, brother. Hey, happy Thanksgiving to you. Grateful for your friendship as well. Well, the Texans fans have to be thankful for this seven-game winning streak, my man. Uh, What else do you think they should be thankful for after they look back at the season so far? Well, certainly the return of a healthy J.J. Watt. um, That that says it all right there. He's been great on his return. Obviously, uh, a great guy off the field, too. Uh, and he's been complimented well by new arrivals such as Tyron Matthew and Justin Reed. We all saw the 101-yard interception return that he had for a touchdown uh, in the victory over Washington. Of course, you have to be thankful for DeAndre Hopkins, one of the best wide receivers in football, and Deshaun Watson. Maybe the uh, video game numbers haven't been there for Watson this year, but still he's you know gives the team the best quarterback they've ever had. All right, Andy, in our last show, I said it's pretty much the season for the Titans. It's it's an absolute must win is what I'm saying in this Monday night game. Now, Mariota is a question mark, but you'd think he'll be on the field if there's any way possible because this is just so important for them. Let's pretend like he is the starting quarterback and he's ready to go on Monday night. How do you look at this matchup and do you feel like the Texans – should win this game. I do feel like the Texans should win the game, but it'll be a lot harder if Mariota is available because not only is he a better option than Blaine Gabbert, but he certainly makes the normal uh, players that are viable for Tennessee, especially Corey Davis, they're a good young receiver, uh, definitely keeps all of them important from a fantasy perspective. If Blaine Gabbert starts, I don't want to use Corey Davis, and I'd have a real hard time using Derrick Henry I could probably use Deion Lewis, but all told, I'd rather have Mariota in there to help all of those guys. Lewis would probably be the most viable because he's a better pass catcher than Henry. And if they are playing from behind, then they're going to need that. All right. This is off the Texans a little bit. I mean, is it fair to say that the Texans and Titans are following maybe the most entertaining Monday night game in NFL history? 
what did you think of that Chiefs and Rams? Because I just I, I want to talk about it more. We talked about it a little bit in the last show, but I mean, I, I was just so enamored by that game Monday night. I, I think it even went beyond what I expected. Yeah, it's hard to argue with that one. That uh, was an all-time great game. Uh, lots of fun, lots of back and forth action. I mean, this past week, of course, uh, one of the most uh, anniversaries of one of the most memorable Monday night games ever, which, of course, Houston fans will forever remember, the 35-31 victory over Miami, where Earl Campbell had uh, four touchdown runs, including the late uh, 81-yarder to put it away. And certainly that game is on the short list of the all-time best Monday night football games. Uh, That Chiefs-Rams game may very well have eclipsed it. Yeah, I think uh, back, and I I mentioned this also, but it's worth mentioning again. I don't know how many people are going to remember this that are listening, but the the Elway versus Montana game, it was Montana with the Chiefs, but, you know, he's still really good at that point. It was early in his Chiefs tenure, and Elway with the Broncos. Do, Do you recall that one? I think you and I were in college at that time. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that that was another all-time great game. Uh, I still think even though it wasn't a game between two particularly memorable teams, that game where uh, the Jets came back against the Dolphins when Jumbo Elliott, the offensive lineman, caught the touchdown pass to put the game in overtime, that was pretty memorable. And, of course, the uh, Antonio Freeman amazing catch, uh, you know, when Al Michaels said he did what – when Green Bay beat Minnesota, that's certainly up there as another uh, memorable Monday night moment. Oh, yeah. I remember both of those real well, too. Good good stuff. Uh, you gave us five things to be thankful for in the entire NFL in your feature this week. We got to get into that. But just a reminder that if you're enjoying Locked On Texans, and I hope you are, tell your friends. Uh, that's what we could definitely use during the holidays is just to spread the word. It's on Spotify, the Google Podcast app iTunes. You can also support us by sharing our show links. Retweet us if you're following us on Twitter and you see one of our podcasts up there. We'd we'd appreciate that. Also, just take a few seconds, write something nice on iTunes about us uh, and the ratings really helps us a lot. And also, uh, we want to hear from you. Email Locked On Texans for questions or comments. Uh, We're going to get to some of that stuff in our next show, but I got to talk about now our partners over at Action Heat. They make the world's best battery-heated clothing. It's heat on demand at the touch of a button. Action Heat clothing is engineered to safely and efficiently deliver heat with heating panels similar to a heated car seat. They can reach temperatures up to 135 degrees. They're powered by a rechargeable 5-volt lithium-ion battery that lasts up to 12 hours on each charge. And Action Heat batteries can be also used to recharge your phone, which is super convenient, or any gadget while you're wearing them. They're they're perfect for who's ever on your holiday gift list. And when we're there, it's time to start thinking about that. And for also for anyone who works outdoors, skiers, snowboarders, anybody that loves the outdoors or hates being cold, and I'm raising my hand as one of those people, Action Heat Clothing provides toasty warmth and comfort for your whole body, including heated jackets, socks, gloves, hats, even undergarments like heated base layer shirts and and long johns. They're they're available for both men and women, great styles and models just released for this winter season. So that's all good stuff. Make winter activities more enjoyable with that blast of warmth. It's the perfect solution to keep you toasty and warm even in the most frigid winter weather or just the the kind of winter weather we're getting in Houston right now, they fit everybody's budget starting at $39.99. 
Plus, we got a special deal for you guys, our listeners, to save 20% off your entire order. Just go to actionheat.com slash locked on to check out everything Action Heat has to offer. That's actionheat.com slash locked on or use the code locked on at checkout to save 20%. You can just stay toasty and warm while you enjoyed all your outdoor activities this winter with Action Heat. Hey, Andy, I enjoyed your Turkey Day theme this week. Instead of the best matchup matchups in the NFL, you, your take five was a look back at the five things to be thankful for in the NFL. Now, I, I don't know if the Texans will like your number one because he makes life harder for the Texans, but he, I get it. He's, he's an extremely hard guy to hate especially during the holiday season, of course, because he's got a beer just like Santa. Well, yeah, I mean, admittedly, uh, the Texans fans are probably not wild that the Colts are on the rise again. But it's hard, just as it was really hard to root against Peyton Manning for many folks, it's very hard to root against Andrew Luck. And it's been very great to see him come back this year, both in fantasy and reality. He's thrown at least three touchdown passes in seven straight games. So that definitely makes him one of the better fantasy bargains of the season because he went a little bit later than he normally would because of the questions about his health coming back this year and next year he's going to be one of the first quarterbacks off the board who else are you thankful for give me a couple of other names that uh just uh you're you're excited about for what they've done this season well one guy who i think is basically just sort of re-emerged as an even better player than he already was it's nice to see julio jones scoring touchdowns again. He had 12 straight regular season games dating back to last year where he didn't find the end zone. That seems absurd for a player who is so good. And in the past three weeks, he scored touchdowns. So I'm very thankful for that. It's nice to see that Julio is uh, scoring touchdowns again. That was the only flaw in his game. And he was still piling up so much, you know, catches and yardage that he was still certainly a fantasy asset. Uh, definitely thankful, even though I don't have him on any of my teams, but uh, it's been great to see James Conner emerge as a key player for Pittsburgh, another guy who's very likable. And uh, for those who were fortunate enough to get him in the later rounds, they have been rewarded greatly. Yeah, you have your top five things to be thankful for. And you mentioned James Conner. And I think that kind of crosses over to the next category that you had in this uh, feature on LockedOnTexans.com, your top five turkeys of the fantasy football season. Give us a couple of your favorites from that list. And I mean, it, it, you just, you got to start with Le'Veon, right? Oh, absolutely. And I don't really want to make this into a discussion on whether he should have sat out or he shouldn't. It was his call. But just looking at it from a fantasy perspective, uh, you know, his owners were caught all season in a really awkward waiting game. I mean, this wasn't like, you know, a guy who, tore up his knee early in the season, which stinks. We've all had anybody that's played fantasy football for any length of time has all had that happen where they've lost a high draft pick for the season. But at that stage, you know, you can cut the guy and hopefully find somebody else that can at least help you. I mean, I remember one year, uh, the year that Tom Brady was hurt, I had picked him And, of course, it really stunk to lose him. But fortunately, I had also taken Aaron Rodgers. This was back before Aaron Rodgers became Aaron Rodgers. And so all was not hopeless. But with Bell, owners had to hang on to him for a long period of time. And they couldn't cut him because he was supposed to be back. And then, of course, that never happened. So 
top five draft pick wasted a roster spot for the better start of the season and gave people zero points. It's one thing, as I mentioned, when somebody gets hurt, it's another when you have Le'Veon Bell on your roster this year. Well, you know me, I can't get enough turkey on Thanksgiving. Uh, it's it's my favorite food. I, I could have turkey way more than Thanksgiving, but uh, give me some more turkeys. Well, who else do you got on your list? Well, as an entire organization, I, I listed the Buffalo Bills uh, just for the sole purpose of them uh, drafting Josh Allen the first round and then having one of the worst supporting casts you could ever have for a young quarterback, especially a young quarterback who is considered to be more of a project than a lot of the other quarterbacks taken in this year's draft. Uh, you know, had Buffalo kept Robert Woods, he's now, of course, starring for the Rams, and drafted Calvin Ridley, which they could have done in the first round, they at least would have had a little bit there for their young quarterback to work with. Admittedly, they did get rid of Nathan Peterman, who was the player most responsible for the Bills looking like turkeys, but this is an organizational failure uh, all the way across the board. And, and speaking of organizational failures, it is still possible that John Gruden could get the last laugh on all of us if he works some magic with his future Hall of Draft picks. But, you know, he really helped Chicago's playoff push by trading them Khalil Mack. And it seems like he's going to help Dallas's playoff push by dealing them Amari Cooper. And, of course, one other turkey I would be remiss if I didn't mention because I've been mentioning him all year. That, of course, is Miami Dolphins coach Adam Gase for building his offense around Frank Gore and completely ignoring Kenyon Drake. Yeah, John Gruden, he kind of was Santa Claus early, early in the season because you know, he was just handing out gifts to NFL teams and helping them out. Maybe the Cowboys will make Cowboys will make the playoffs with the Amari Cooper trade. Cooper trade. So, uh, that, yeah, that's kind of interesting. Uh, and just a bit. I know you've got some advice to help everybody improve their fantasy team, but first, uh, just a reminder to make sure you follow Locked On NFL Net on Twitter and Instagram. You get all the local experts in our Locked On NFL Network. On one feed and on Twitter, it's perfect when all the games are going on simultaneously or when news is breaking. On Instagram, you get the major stories in just one minute. So it's a perfect bite size audio content for you if you're, you know, just kind of wondering what's going on all around the NFL. Just make sure you follow Locked On NFL Net on both Twitter and Instagram. All right, Andy, it's always our favorite part of the show. Uh, we need some fantasy advice, and we're getting towards the end of this thing. Uh, who do we need to hire? Who can we grab to help our team late in the year? Well, I'm going to focus uh, most, I guess, on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, really, in both the hired-fired segments this week. Uh, before we get to the Bucks, obviously a must-hire is Gus Edwards, the running back for Baltimore, who emerged with 115 yards in the victory over Cincinnati on Sunday. We clearly saw a new look Ravens team with Lamar Jackson, a quarterback. We talked some about Lamar Jackson last week. And of course, he had a great day rushing. He's going to need to improve, continue to improve as a passer. But uh, this is going to be a ground-based attack for Baltimore. And if Edwards can continue to get the work he got against Cincinnati this week, he's going to have a big game because they're going to be playing the Raiders at home. And that should be a, an easy win for Baltimore, a, a big win for them as they continue their quest for a wild card spot. Moving back to Tampa, the quarterback carousel has spun again for the Bucs. 
And Jameis Winston is now the starter once again. He will be playing the 49ers, very favorable matchup. And, uh, you know, Winston obviously can be prone to turnovers on occasion, but uh, with the weapons that Tampa has, uh, he should succeed. Unfortunately, they lost one of their top weapons, a very fun player to watch, the second-year tight end O.J. Howard. Uh, He was lost for the season uh, during the uh, loss to the New York Giants. But his replacement, Cameron Brait, has shown a touchdown prowess in the past. So I would certainly go out there and get Brait, especially if you happen to lose Howard this week. Uh, You kind of alluded to it, and I'm afraid you're going to say in your fired segment this week, uh, the guys that you might want to get rid of, you're not talking about Fitzmagic, are you? Fitzmagic has once again turned Fitztragic, yes, Uh, With uh, the bearded one back on the bench, kind of hard to keep him around. Uh, A bigger name I'm also recommending to potentially fire is Jimmy Graham. Uh, He's got a broken thumb right now. I try to not keep guys on the, not to put guys on the fired list that are hurt because that's a little bit more obvious. He's going to try to play, but it's really hard to see how that's going to be feasible. And he's been a kind of a disappointment anyway in Green Bay this year. So I think you can certainly seek an alternative, even though the tight end spot can be pretty scary. Cameron Brake could be an alternative in that situation. Uh, also fired, and I think many have probably fired him already, the Arizona Cardinals defense got a start for many fantasy teams this past week because they were playing the Raiders. They didn't do all that great. So uh, send them packing for sure. Yeah, we don't want to end on a fired segment when we're right in the middle of the holidays. So I want to ask you about your favorite Thanksgiving Day NFL memory. And I'm just going to throw a a few of them out there maybe to get people thinking. But for us Cowboy haters, and and I'm in that group, uh, Leon Let's screw up against the Dolphins in the snow was kind of fun. Anytime a Cowboy kind of does something ridiculously idiotic, that's good. And then neither of us are quite old enough, Andy, to remember the backup quarterback for the Cowboys, QB Clint Longley's comeback. Uh, But that was uh, one of the all-timers. And let's see, Andy, since you're not a fan of Mark Sanchez, I'm sure you love the infamous butt fumble. (laughs) Yeah, I will never forget the butt fumble because I remember uh, in one of my leagues that year, I was playing against New England's defense in that game. So that was bad. Uh, Certainly, uh, yeah, Clint Longley, that's one of the all-time great moments. And Leon Ladd, I mean, I think that was just kind of, memorable anyways because how often do you have a heavy snow game in dallas that just doesn't happen very often and of course they're playing against miami which rarely plays in snow unless they're on the road in like buffalo or something like that um i think uh, another uh, memorable moment of course was the controversial coin toss game when in 1998 when detroit and pittsburgh were tied heading into overtime uh, jerome bettis made the call And then the uh, referee botched it and gave the ball to the Lions, and Detroit ended up uh, winning the game in overtime. That was definitely uh, quite a memorable moment as well. For Texans fans, I I guess the the one memorable moment might be Justin Forsett getting that touchdown for the Texans in their uh, Thanksgiving. I think it's the only Thanksgiving Day game that they played against the Lions, and the officials screwed that one up. But I tell you what, Andy, the thing that I missed most on Thanksgiving was Barry Sanders because, you know, the Lions, they're they're usually not that good. But watching Barry Sanders when you're eating your turkey and wondering what he might come up with, 
I mean, he was a magician. He was the Picasso of running backs. It was just a joy to watch him on Thanksgiving days. And speaking of Detroit, yeah, always a joy to watch Calvin Johnson as well. Well, that's all we got. But uh, just a reminder for everybody, go to LockedOnTexans.com for more advice from Andy. And I guess I'll say enjoy your turkey and then let's do this again next week. All right. You enjoy your turkey as well. And sounds good. All right. Well, you guys know where to go. It's LockedOnTexans.com with Brian's uh, work. You can find his stuff, Astros and Rockets included, along with Texans over on House of Houston. RG and I, we went over everything that's going on in Houston sports recently on our Houston sports talk podcast and go into the library because there's so many good interviews. So keep you busy uh, when you're doing your travels this holiday season. That's all we got for this one. I hope everybody enjoys the big football this weekend. And uh, Brian and I plan to have a show for you guys on Sunday prior to the Texans Monday night or so. Uh, We're going to do something before this Monday night game. We're not leaving you alone on your way to work after the holiday. Uh, We'll catch up with you then. Thank you for supporting our show uh, throughout the year. And uh, have a fun football weekend. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. (laughs) 